Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Greg Pease. What's up, buddy? Greg Pease, I'm here. I'm doing good. How you doing today, Alex? I'm fantastic. Hey, it's good to have you on the show again. Um, bringing the energy today, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited about today. I heard that. So um, you actually sparked something the other day. You and I were talking on the phone, and there was that you brought up a word, and it was a word that the media has been pressing, and I was like, we got to do a podcast on that. It was, are you ta- it was perfect. Are you talking about when we talked about recession? Recession, yes. Perfect. Be- because it's it's one of those words that, you know, the media tosses us around, and what's the thing that most people think about? And this is kind of what we talked about when it comes to recession. Mostly it's you think recession, you think housing crash, depreciation, people losing their houses. You think of all this crazy stuff. And I think a lot of times people confuse the recession with the housing crash. You know? Absolutely. I mean, it's just so um, – that's the most recent exposure that we've had. So it's just so – that's so fresh on everyone's mind. So that, so then the immediate uh, uh, relation, like you said. Right. Well, and it was traumatic for most people. You it know, they, they saw their parents losing their home. You know, maybe they lost their first home. People in our age range, um, it, it, we were old enough to where it was like, all right, we're not losing our first home, but we know people who are. You know, I remember picking up the phone one day. I, I stayed in the mortgage industry during this time, and I called up one of my old reps. I'm like, hey, man, you know, you want to refinance your house, blah, blah. I was like, I lost my house. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like, what do you say to that? You're like, yeah. they they build more. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but so and, and this go around and and uh, and actually, um, I'd love to hear your insight on it from the lending side. But but my understanding from what I hear, uh, you know, a, as a majority, it sounds like we have a ton more equity uh, in the housing market this time that I've even heard or read an article. Um, and, and what can you share around? I've heard it even said that the, the housing uh, market could even be what helps us through this recession. Yeah, I've I've actually heard the same thing is the housing market can help stabilize this recession we're going through. The one thing that that we have now that we didn't have before is people are qualified. They're not, you know, I had a guy that was a Domino's pizza delivery driver down in Naples, Florida. He had a house that was 750,000 or something like that. He got a stated income, stated asset loan. Um, you know, one of those loans that you don't want people to be in, especially now. The guy said he made X amount of dollars. Well, when it came time for his payment to go up, he made like $2,800 a month. And at $2,800 a month, you can't afford the hurricane insurance and the taxes and regular homeowner's oh, insurance yeah. on a home. And so the guy was scrambling. He's like, what do I do? Well, in addition to that, you had the housing crash. So now his $750,000 house is worth 300 something thousand, and he can't refinance. You know, there's nothing he can do. So um, coming around back to this point, you know, people have more equity than they've ever had before. People are more qualified than they have been in the past. People are in situations where they're not losing their homes because they got it at low interest rates and everything else. And historically, a recession, you actually see an increase in value. That's historical values. If you look at it across the board, every recession besides the Great Recession, which is this past one, Correct. you see an increase in values, which means that the interest rates have come down. So you see affordability. So now that $300,000 house, well, the people can afford $200 more a, a month in payment because the interest rate's not 6%. It's 2.875. And so they're able to buy that house. Right. And it's not as big of a burden on them as it was when it was 6%. So that's where you see the driving and prices and everything. So what do you think about, um, uh, it, in general, um, you see a lot of, and I know the media, you know, of course, it, it, we need they need content, right? Um, but, uh, people that it seems like there's a lot of fear going around, but, uh, you know, I guess in my opinion, um, 
this this is uh, so histo- first of all we, we we should have seen this coming at some level right um, just based on when we look at history and uh, you know if any you know if you look at uh, the some form of recession happening roughly speaking every ten years or every decade we're definitely past due on that and 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 then even past that now we still have ripples still to come uh, but based upon where we're at just in the economy I mean I, I really don't see it something to be afraid of uh, it's just something to maneuver with and right. what's your thoughts on that. I mean, it's definitely something to be mindful of. You know, the one thing is that we know is hopefully people learned their lesson the last time around. Back in 2008, 2009, when all this took place, you know, you had loan officers that had $20 in their bank account, but a brand new red Ferrari sitting out front, Mm -hmm. and that's gone, Mm -hmm. you know. And so in all professions, you hope that people said, hey, you know what? I need to have a rainy day fund. Mm -hmm. I need to have a little bit of cash set aside. That's why the stimulus, the the, I seen it coined, and it was called Trump Bucks, which I thought was funny. Um, that's why that was so intense when it came out because people didn't have that nest egg before. And it's like, okay, how do we cater to the people that don't have the nest egg? The the COVID-19 mortgage forbearance. And I don't even want to dive into that. That's a wormhole <laughs> in itself. I've heard some of your stuff on oh I'm watching your content. It's crazy yes. what, what was put out and what was meant to be believed. And, and, and Exactly. Yeah, keep well, going. I'm sorry. And, and that, that hole right there, you know, there's an intentional portion for that. There's an intentional, hey, this person's a server. They typically make their mortgage payment. They can't right now because there's nobody eating out. So we need to give them this and that. That makes sense. Like that's intentional. That yeah. wasn't meant for the the executive that's still going to work every day and decided to take forbearance. If you're that person and you can afford to make your mortgage payment and you're listening to this, you are helping fuck up the economy just as bad as if you were unemployed and and didn't make the payment. Some, I mean, Some of my listeners probably need to hear it. it, it absolutely. I've talked to people that they can absolutely 110% afford to make their payment, and they just don't. They're like, oh, I'll just sock some money aside, and I'll, I'll do this with it. Well, the thing is, is no, it's not hurting your credit, but from a lending standpoint, if you're in forbearance, guess who's not getting a loan? You. Yeah. And that's that's across the board, you know? So, no, you're not having a ding on the credit, but we're going to look at that, and we're going to analyze that when it comes to your ability to repay if you ever refinance. And guess what? Rates keep going down. If you're in forbearance right now and you can afford to make the payment, guess who's not getting a lower rate? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, even as a as a as a leader, when you I mean, you use the term executive, and I, and I know it's not just literal there, but but as a leader, I mean, if if you have the money and 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 you choose to uh, wear on the economy, like you said, you're absolutely uh, helping progress the issue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a whole that as Americans, we're all in together. Absolutely. You know, we talk about the debt levels and everything else, and how. America needs to get out of debt. Well, guess what? If you're not making your $2,000 a month mortgage payment and you could be, you're adding to that number. So don't come saying America needs to get out of debt if you're part of the problem. If you're adding to the pile. Exactly. And people think that, well, it's big banks and big banks can afford to do this. No, they can't. Just because they have a bigger um, vault that they keep their money in doesn't mean there's more money in it, you know? So what about, let me me ask you, have you, what a... I, I use you all the time. So I'm, I'm a realtor, by the way. I, anybody that's seen, I've been on your podcast before knows it. And for those that don't, I, I, I use you. I, I love working with you. Um, my clients love working with you. It, 
I mean, other than, but mainly around the VA home loan, I got to ask you, what can yeah. you talk to about that? And with everything going on, have you seen changes? What, what to expect? Not as much with VA because VA has a history of the, the veteran paying for their mortgage. It, it, statistically, the VA loan is the best performing loan out of any other loan product. You take people with an 800 credit score making, you know, their debt to income ratio is 3% and their track history of making and repaying their mortgage is worse than any any other veteran loan out there. So it, the VA loan is actually a preferred loan anyways, but you have seen some products kind of shrink back, like the VA renovation loan is currently suspended nationwide. Okay. Um, the reasoning behind that, I'm not quite sure, but it is something that's under suspension. The minimum credit score for a lot of places have raised, and so you're seeing veterans that maybe had a 590 credit score before that could get a loan. In a lot of places, they can't. Now, if they have good reasoning, they still can here at Benchmark, you know, which that's great because we we stand committed to helping our veterans and helping the people that served our community uh, obtain the dream of home ownership. Absolutely. But if you're in a situation where you just said, fuck it, I'm not going to pay any of my bills and you have a 580 because of that, that's a different story. It's case by case. <laughs> so, so if they ain't paid their bills in the past, you're not going to loan them more? Is that what no, you're saying? <laughs> I mean, that's a slippery slope, you know? <laughs> no, so, so, but it sounds like you're saying uh, for the veterans that uh, excluding that, excluding, excluding the renovation loan, right? Um, veterans out there, if they're considering buying right now, anyone that's eligible, active duty or veterans being eligible for VA, right. um, still a great time for them to oh, execute on that. Nothing yeah. changed there. Yep, and, and what you're going to see is you're going to see a clog up. So right now there's a stop order on movement for, for veterans that are PCSing um, to different stations. And for those of you that don't know what PCSing is, it's a permanent change of station. What that means is the veteran or, I'm sorry, the active duty person is coming from one um, station and moving to another one, and that is going to be his or her new home. And so what you see with the stop movement order is you're not seeing the, the waves of people come. Well, what's going to happen is eventually the DOD is going to release that stop movement, and you're going to see people just flowing in, and you're going to see lenders that are um, overloaded with veterans and, and active duty military that are coming, you know, to their new duty station. Absolutely. What do you? What do you? As uh, I mean, speaking to the industry as a whole, what can mm -hmm. we do to help uh, oil that for when that comes down the pipeline? I would just say be efficient, be available, be efficient. You know, the biggest thing is, is, and you know this better than I would. Like we have to answer our phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> why would you ever do that? <laughs> answer the phone. I don't even know why you carry a phone. <laughs> Not you in particular. I'm saying yeah. some people. Some people, it's like yeah. their phone is nothing more than a video game player, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, answering the phone, that's that's massive. That's huge. But we all know that it, the, the move in itself, just a move, an individual to move from one place to another is a very stressful very situation. Stressful. Now take that and put a timeline on it and orders and everything else that you have to be in a certain place by a certain time, no matter what, it, it is what it is. Yeah. That, that stress, we as individuals and professionals, we need to cater to that and make sure that we're making this move as smooth as possible. That's I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up especially I mean I've you know have a, a soft spot for veterans active duty but but in general it's easy to negate the stress that that just the move just that little piece of the transaction I say right. little it's not little um, and and it is extremely stressful add in kids add in spouse add in and then when you go to the VA add in all those all those barriers yeah and I mean that just it, when you when you said it really really I thought to myself I need to make sure I'm, I'm paying attention to that stress level Absolutely. for my clients as well. 
Well, and, and typically you have one person that's positioned and posed to to set all that up, you know, whether it be the wife or the husband, one of the two people right. is set up to, okay, this is my job, this is what I'm doing. Right. So a lot of times you're talking to a single individual when there's more than one person that's involved in this move. And so you have to communicate that with more than one person. You have to be ready to answer your phone when the husband or wife comes home from work um, and says, hey, what did the mortgage guy or girl say? You know, my thing is this, if you're in a position where maybe VA isn't your thing, step aside for a second and let the people that are professionals handle this. And I don't say that with arrogance. What I'm saying it with is don't put somebody in a situation where they may not get a home because of ignorance. Yeah, that's this, a good point. This just happened two days ago. I had a person call me up, and, and there's a, a company. Um, I won't mention their name. They're believed to be the military bank, you know, and it's a place that's been around for a long time. They sell insurance, and they, do, <laughs> they, they used to do very good at insurance, but I won't mention their name. And the day of closing, they told this, this um, soon-to-be veteran and wife that now you can't buy your home. And you can't buy your home because the loan officer made a mistake, and they counted your GI Bill as effective income, wow. which you can't do. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like VA 101. Wow. And this, play, this person works at a place where they supposedly specialize in this. Yeah, huge, right. huge negative effect on that veteran and family, you, too. You just screwed this person over. And like I told Luis the other day, Imagine if that was the only thing seeming that relationship together. Mm, if the stress wow. had been so much and so great from them being overseas and everything else that literally them getting here and getting home and getting into a home helped belief, keep yeah. the relationship together. And now you just tore it apart. You yeah. know, um, when we're dealing with our veterans, it's not a it's not a game. And when we're dealing with active duty, you know, this is if any loan out there, doctor loan, you know, lawyer loan, veteran loan. Take this one the most seriously because the impact this has across the board is far greater than most of us can even, you know, we can't conceive the the depth that these people are yeah, going absolutely. through typically. Absolutely. Um, what about, let me ask you about, uh, I'm, I'm switching gears a little bit, I'm no, all good. over the place. Uh, so what about, um, I read something the other day that said um, we're back to record low interest rates. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about interest rates uh, just in general? It doesn't have to be VA loan. What are they yeah. looking like? What do you what do you see in the future? I mean, they're definitely low. There's no question about it. Um, you know, good credit, good pay history, everything else. You're definitely going to see rates. Um, we're actually seeing them in the mid twos. It's crazy. What? Yes. So wow. now now saying that there's there's some obstacles. It, well, <laughs> that's that's suggested. Um, you know, but but it varies person to person, loan type to loan type. Like I had a lady the other day call me up and say, hey, what's your rate for a 20 year? I'm like, there's a lot of other stuff <laughs> that goes into it. In right. But you are. You're seeing them in the twos. And, and the crazy thing is, is the Fed is now buying the 2% coupon. And for for people that are listening that have no idea what that means. So, and then I'm in front of you and I have no idea what that means. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's perfect. Because what that means is there's a potential change to where those interest rates drop even more depending on how much money is dumped in that that sector to reduce the coupon to that 2%. So in other words, the money's going to be lent at a lower dollar amount. Okay. Um, now, those of you that are listening, the difference between a 2.875 and a 3% isn't substantial. So don't just stand by and hope that the rates go down to this magic number that you're waiting for because a savings today is a savings regardless. And granted, a greater savings would be nice, but what happens if that reverses, you know? Take the stock market yesterday, for example. Everybody was high and mighty and everything's great. Stock market opens up and that thing is dive bombing. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
dude, the the most points since I think March were I lost it was yesterday. A rough day for you, dude. It was rough. <laughs> it was like, is that what yeah. you're wearing that red shirt for today? <laughs> no, this is this is a uh, remember everyone deployed. There you it's go. Red Friday, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of, sort of, it's, it's the bloodbath <laughs> yeah, left over, yeah. you know, but, and it's going on again today. So what I'm getting at is there's no guarantee that that rate's going to be low tomorrow. Gotcha. You know, heaven forbid somebody decides to do some jackassery to our country again, and it causes the economy to shift. We're allowed to curse. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh man. And it's funny you bring that up. Um, the other day I was standing there, I was thinking, and I was, and, and actually this was the day before yesterday. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm so grateful that my my audience my people my my sphere of influence that i speak to i can speak to for the most part openly genuinely you know yeah i don't have to sugarcoat and be like oh i can't say shit around that person you know i don't know how many i held back so far but (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's one of those things though like there's a lot of situations where people feel like hey i can't be open now don't get me wrong if i'm standing in from someone's grandma i'm not going to say hey fuck this, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have respect because yeah, I'm a respectable no, person. But if I'm sitting around BSing with friends or something like that, it, if it comes out, it comes out. It is what it is. And being genuine. You know, really right. Genuine, right. Yeah. And awesome. what sparked that is somebody had posted uh, in one of my private groups and they're like, you know, I, I really feel like I can't cuss or be myself in front of people mm-hmm. because they challenged me on. I'm like, bro, that's, that's you being a pussy. Like, well, and <laughs> that's fair i mean right. that sums it up right no no you know and and so with that piece what i share and and we all we all have our own we all at some level you know have whether it be a fear of rejection or a hesitation of rejection or so on and and one thing that i continue to tell myself that helps me and for anybody so there's like seven billion people on this on this planet right and if they all aligned with you alex that'd be super weird yeah so just find your people like <laughs> that'd be normal that'd be normal <laughs> uh find your people you know as long as as long as you have true north like there's like i am weird okay but there's people that love my weird and right. as long as you stay on your true north yeah. you're gonna have your people well and, and that's what makes sense you know I, the more, I guess the older I get, the less concerned I'm with, uh, I'm with impressing people, right. you know, because I right. think at our younger years, we're like, oh, we're going to dress Very nice. We're so. going to, we're going to walk like this, talk like this. We're going to do this because we want to impress the people around us. Absolutely. Now I'm to the point, like, I don't give a shit. You know, my daughter, the other day, I took her to a, a prom, a children's prom that they had at her daycare. Really cool. And she was the only one. She had a Star Wars dress on and, and checkered vans. <laughs> and like that was her. That's that's yep, my daughter. Yep, yep. You know, and she's everyone else has got like princess dresses and suits and ties and stuff. And I don't give a shit because here's the thing: everybody else in that room, they're normal to themselves, and that's how they want to be, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But my daughter is normal to herself, and that's how she wants to be, and no one's going to infringe upon that. And I'm the only one there in shorts and a t-shirt, you know, <laughs> tennis shoes on, tattooed. Yeah. I park right in front of the daycare because I, I roll in there like I own it, bro. I, I park in one of the lines, you know, the, the weight lines. That's great. And I'm like, I don't want no one parking next to my car. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, it's, it's good to be an individual, you know. Yeah, yeah. And somebody will like you for being the in- individual you are. And if not, you're probably just a fucking serial killer or something. Nobody likes you anyways. You know? <laughs> I'm just Hold on. Totally I, think, I feel like they're really uh, charismatic, aren't they? Or, yeah, uh, <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's um, that's a very good that's point. That's how you got 7 billion people to like you. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? Uh, uh, what What's his name? Jeffrey Dahmer had five guys before five guys was popular. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a good one. That was a little left field. But, yeah. Um, 
No, dude, it's great topics. So, today. so what do you think about? Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know where we're getting on time, but I want. To t- so, when we talk about recession, one, yeah. one last piece I definitely want to touch on that. Um, how do you feel? What are your thoughts around? So, my belief is that Middle Tennessee, specifically, and Tennessee as a whole, I don't think. Not only do I not think, and, and for anyone listen, this is opinion, so don't take it too too right. seriously. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to be affected as negatively or impacted as hard as mm-hmm. as some of the other states, and I believe that we will actually bounce back even stronger yeah. just based upon um, you know you have like the the airlines that are coming in from Florida to, to Williamson County you got Amazon building more buildings right. in, in uh, Nashville these are going to require jobs these are going to increase the jobs yep. I feel like you know we're, we're in a we're in a strong place to have a powerful bounce back in in, in Tennessee and middle Tennessee specifically yeah. so Tennessee as a whole has always been strong you know let me get that straight. Uh, right off the bat, you got to think of the floods of, of 2010. Like, people bounce back and they're like, hey, we're going to help each other. We're going to charge forward. We're going to do this. I mean, Opry Mills. I mean, yeah. This place is amazing and, oh, know, yeah. after the flood. And, and people, the people of Tennessee do not let anything get them down. You know, yeah. recessions. Okay, we'll find a way around it. Okay, 100%. you want to you wanna take from small business? That's okay. We'll stop shopping at Walmart. We'll start shopping at Mom and Pa's local grocery store. Like, we get it. You and know, I've seen it happen right away. I mean, yeah, and I see. Actually, you're, you're you're you created a page around it, didn't you? I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, support Spring Hill small business, and and the the idea behind that is, hey, you know what? Instead of going to to one of these big chain restaurants, why don't we go to uh, Grecian Pizza down the road? You know, Frank, the guy over there, donates to to people that are a little less fortunate. He always gives back to the community. Like that's the guy that needs our money, not the guy with the suit and tie sitting up in some CEO position. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people will say, well, yeah, but that guy also employs our people. But guess what? When Logan's, which just announced that they're shutting down across the nation, when they're ready to pull out because they're not profitable, they're pulling out. When Frank has to decide whether or not he's going to employ someone's son or daughter, he has an emotional decision to make because that is a human being that he is in touch with. Absolutely. And so when we reach out and decide to support our small business, that's what we're doing. We're sending Frank's daughter to dance classes to support the local dance company. And we're, we're fueling our community and that's what Tennessee does best. I mean, look, we've had tornadoes, back to back tornadoes. Like they come ripping through and what, what do you see the next day? You see volunteers out there cutting trees down. You know, you see guys that yesterday were suit and tie standing in front of a judge as an attorney, not a defendant. (laughs) Maybe they were too. (laughs) Maybe it was community service. But you see them out there with chainsaws standing next to each other because we don't see all that difference. You know, it it doesn't make a difference to us if you're the the, uh, ranch hand. I got a client right now. He's a ranch hand, so that's why this came up. We don't care if you're the ranch hand or the local banker or the CEO of a big company. You live in Tennessee. We get together with Tennesseans. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's huge. I've seen that. I mean, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, no, I was just going to say, the financial crisis that we experienced back in 2008, it didn't really phase Middle Tennessee because people bind together and people make sure that their neighbors are cared for. They make sure their neighbors are taken care of, and we're just going to do it all over again. I was in California in 2008. They got hit just a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> just a little Has bit. Has nothing to do with the people they elect to put in office either. <laughs> nothing at all. But I've, I've been in Tennessee for, uh, I think, like eight or nine years, and and I've definitely experienced I, 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 I love everything about Tennessee, and I yeah. definitely everything you said I've experienced, and and even like you said, and again I'm, I'm using the page that you created as an example, right? Um, but when you said, "Hey, we, we bond together, we we shift immediately," like I watched it happen, you did it by action, not just yeah. by words. Yeah, and that's that's what Tennesseans do. They act. You know, there there's no rooms for fancy 
elevator talk or anything like that. It's like, hey, let's do it. What are we doing? You right see now? someone yep. in the ditch, grab the strap out of the back of the truck, let's get them out. Yep. You yep. know, there's nothing to talk about. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and that goes for anyone listening. You know, let's start doing more things by action, less things by words. It, it doesn't take the words to tell someone that you're going to do something. Do you it. don't have to. You don't have to say, hey, I donated this today. Everybody, pat me on the back. Just do it. Just do it. You know, um, there's an old. His name's Art. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but it, he he did a clip on YouTube, and it was just do it. You know, this is back Nike days and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's one of the most impactful. Like it's in the '80s. You could tell this thing was was recorded with a shoulder cannon. You know, those old yeah, old yeah. Uh, camcorders. <laughs> um, and and he says just do it and do it and keep doing it until you can't do it no more. You know, and that's that's what we have to do as individuals. Guess what? If you're down right now. And you can't find a way up, get up anyways. Get you know, up anyways. Get up and, and charge and figure something out. Because if yesterday you were a banker and today you're, sco- you're scooping shit out of somebody's yard, you're still supporting your family. 100%. You know? 100%. And, and the, the objective is to be the best shit scooper out there. Literally. You know, hands Literally. down. So um, I hope this message finds everybody well. Greg, dude, it's always great to have you on the show because you, you bring the energy you bring the questions. It's very hard for people to challenge me and like bring a question. I'm like, huh, you know, but you, you cause people to think. Um, if you don't already, make sure you follow Greg Pease. Greg's got an incredible story to tell. Um, and and you're going to start telling that story a little more, a little more publicly, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, here in the future, we'll be yeah. getting going on a, on a regiment, uh, putting out content around, um, you know, obviously a little bit about my past and then how, how I've used my past to propel my future. And there's plenty, there's plenty. The fact of the matter is everything that I've done has already been written and I got it from someone else. So I believe that someone else can benefit from what I'm going to give out. Right. And it's Greg Pease, P-I. S H H S. Sorry. So ship spelled backwards. Ship spelled backwards. You won't mess yep. it up then. You don't give a ship. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. It. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon.